Welcome, welcome to Snell Nation, ladies and gentlemen. And tonight is uh, is it's an interesting night. Um, I, you know, I I feel like this is something that um, uh, is something that should be talked about more, but but it's not, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, but let's talk about the FDA. The Food and Drug Administration. Let's talk about it and to narrow the focus. Let's compare the FDA approval to FDA EUA, emergency use authorization. Now, there's you know everyone's talking about just you know you know all the vaccines. All that. So that that's what we see, especially the past year. Constantly, constantly, constantly just drilling it, drilling it. You know, it's, you know, masks and, and vaccines. So when there's, I, I won't, I wouldn't really call it a debate, but light, lighthearted discussion. And, you know, when I, when I talk about the, uh, these latest <clears throat> uh, design, <laughs> this uh, fairly new, uh, technology as far as vaccines, uh, mRNA. And someone will say, oh, that, that technology has been around forever. The data has been there forever, you know, and, and anyway, it, it's approved. You know, the, the FDA gave it, gave it the thumbs up. No, 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 they didn't. And even if they did, the FDA has shown themselves to be, uh, well, their process is to be a bit flawed to say the least. So when someone says, you know, emergency use authorization, that, that doesn't mean that it's FDA approved. There are a couple of uh, boxes that have to be checked in order for that, um, that uh, emergency use authorization to be granted. So one, there has to be a public health emergency. So last year, of course, um, that that was they, the 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 federal government made that happen um, because of the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic, as we all saw unfold. Now, where did this uh, EUA? Where where did this come from? Um, because it didn't exist until right after September eleventh, two thousand one. And for those who want to say, you know, scream conspiracy theory, um, you can look this up. This this is this is public knowledge. This is information. It's easily accessible. Um, I there's no uh, tinfoil hat here. There's no um, secret society or anything. The information is just right there if people are willing to, to look. So there, there has to be the public health emergency. And in, in this particular case, the FDA agreed to issuing that EUA um, if the vaccines demonstrated clear effectiveness um, in a large phase three clinical trial. And the the American people, of course, we have to accept them just on their word. And we know how uh, underfunded the FDA is and how undermanned it is. And a lot of times with um, a lot of these uh, just just drugs in general. Um, and different products that that goes through. I mean, we believe 
that there's just this rigorous um, analysis that takes place and, you know, the FDA, they have all their own labs and they're going through doing their own, their own analysis and they're putting together their findings and they're, they're doing their own trials and all that kind of stuff. And the reality is it, it rarely works out that way. Um, they tend to lean on the manufacturer. Um, they tend to lean on that pharmaceutical company to do all the trials, all the tests, present them with the data, uh, present it to their review team, the FDA review team, and then they look it over and they make a determination. So anyone with eyes to see, ears to hear, and, and, a, and a functional brain can see there's some potential uh, conflicts and holes uh, within a process uh, that's, that's crafted in that way. So you have the EUA, and one thing that helped make that happen, you know, yes, it has to be a uh, public health emergency, but all alternatives have to be ruled out. So that's where we had the smearing of uh, hydroxychloroquine and how it was just, you know, we, we had all these quote unquote experts coming forward talking about this, how dangerous it is and unpredictable. And, you know, even though there's, there's, there's a history behind that particular product. Um, but no, it had to be completely slandered. And, you know, once the, the health emergency, the flag went up for that, then it was just ruling out all of the possibilities. And then, hey, everybody, you know, sure, you, hydroxychloroquine, you know, we can't use that. That's just too dangerous. But you know what? We've got this thing right here that we're that we're cooking up this experimental thing um, that, you know, you can you can trust us. You know, it's it's totally brand new. Um, of course, we're going to make billions off of it. But, you know, we're. That, that doesn't matter. It's not about the money. You know, it's about looking out for people. You know, it's about helping people. And now, actual FDA approval. So to get that FDA approval, it's a lengthy process. And then when you talk about uh, vaccines, um, the, the approval process for a vaccine to go through all the clinical trials, to go through all the steps, is five to ten years, roughly. And then the average is eight to 10 right within that window. But as we all know, this, this was, you know, uh, operation warp speed here where this thing just came out of nowhere and it just, it's perfect. It's, you know, no, no need to ask any questions just here, just take it. Uh, so it has to go through, uh, three phases of clinical trials. Um, and the, the manufacturer, of course, they have to present all their data to the FDA review team that, that I mentioned earlier. Um, and then they have to prove that the vaccine is safe and effective um, and the benefits far outweigh the risk. And uh, I'm just wondering, how, how do you make that determination in like 18 months or in two years? You know, how do you make that determination on how um, it'll impact um, pregnant women or couples that, you know, that want to have a child and, you know, or, or how to infect their offspring? years down the road. That's why the approval process, the normal process takes so many years because it, you want to get it right. You know, uh, just running a few tests, um, and, and digging into something for 12 to 18 months. I mean, eh, if you want to trust it, that's perfectly fine. But I would say be cautious questions, but me and this touting of, you know, FDA approval, FDA, 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 
Well, the FDA, they've had quite a few little hiccups um, with drugs such as uh, Darvin, which was a pain reliever that was on the market for like uh, over 50 years and killed thousands. Uh, there was another uh, drug called Des, um, which was prescribed to uh, pregnant women. It was supposed to help prevent miscarriages and, and, uh, um, and delivery complications. Uh, but what it ended up doing, well, for one, it didn't help with any of those things. Um, and it caused different forms of cancer, cervical cancer, vaginal cancer, breast cancer, and even uh, cancer within the offspring, within uh, within their children. And then the, the big one, um, Viox, V-I-O-X-X, which was FDA approved, you know, in 1999, and it was meant to treat arthritis, um, but it caused heart attacks and thousands of people, and it caused thousands of deaths. And there's still information coming out about this. Every once in a while, there'll be, you know, some article published or some some details because that, that seems to be the way it works to, you know, trickle the information out, maybe hoping people will just kind of forget about it, which we've become um, excellent at it um, in this country, uh, unfortunately, where we have this attention span of a goldfish and, you know, someone dangles some shiny keys to the right. We look that way and then we completely forget about what happened. Uh, 10 seconds ago um, and it, it's it's astonishing you know just just like this someone can say FDA FDA you know the Food and Drug Administration they gave it the stamp of approval you know well and now we have you know Pfizer announced that they're going to uh, push to get full FDA like actual FDA approval because we still technically have never had a uh, certified and approved mRNA vaccine ever in this country. But Pfizer is making a push. They want to get an approval by the fall. And not only do they want FDA approval, but they want authorization to um, make this uh, these vaccines available to adolescents under the age of 12. Why do they want to do that? Well, we can make assumptions. Um, but of course, there's the emotional tugging at the heartstrings. Hey, you know, we have to protect the kids. We have to look out for the kids. You know, granted, we're not too concerned about, I don't know, like child trafficking and things like that, you know. Um, but no, we have we have to get them vaccinated. We have to get them, you know, the, this COVID-19 to protect them because uh, reasons. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the data, I mean, you're, you're trying to push something on a group a demographic that is the least impacted people over 60 yeah i could kind of see that sure you want to make that pitch um a 10 year old an eight year old or a six year old really i mean isn't it pretty obvious it's like okay so you're you're already projected to rake in 15 billion dollars in revenue just from the vaccines and that's for pfizer just pfizer not even talking about Moderna or Johnson and Johnson, the big, the big three, just, just Pfizer, fifteen billion in, in a year in revenue. They are, they've already passed, I think, three billion in revenue, and now you just want to expand your your base, and no one's going to question that because you know that that's just the way we are. Um, apparently, we we just have to pretend like mega corporations care about our health and our well being and our safety. 
uh, completely ignore, you know, all, all this money that's flowing in and all this new legislation that's coming down, granting more powers to Congress and more loopholes for these corporations and uh, complete uh, immunity from lit future litigation um, in regards to uh, long-term side effects, things like that. You even have insurance companies um, that are starting, and, and this is popping up more in Canada, but we'll see it here as well in the U.S., where you have these insurance companies that are quietly just kind of raising their hands saying, hey, uh, just so you know, <laughs> if you croak, you know, 10 years from now, like, yeah, you can't claim this, you can't claim that. If you have all these medical issues, you know, because of long-term side effects, you know, well, technically, you know, you can't claim this, you can't claim that. So it's it's that game. But hey, you know, go get a shot. Go go do this, go do that, and you could totally trust them. And, you know, once you, once everyone gets it, we'll go back to normal, you know, and it's just that dangle the carrot, dangle the carrot, you know, and I've had people come to me and like, hey, why don't you just why don't you just get the shot? Like you, you do a lot of uh, international travel. That's your thing. You know, well, wouldn't it be easier for you to move through different countries if you if you get the shot? And well, the reality is, well, no, no, it, it doesn't make a difference. Most of the other countries that have a lot of their um, their strict uh, quarantine guidelines, things like that. You're coming from another country. Even if you have those shots, you still have to do all the little quarantine protocols. You still have to do the additional swab tests, um, all that kind of stuff. And, and some places contact tracing. And so pretty much it makes no difference. Oh, and if I get the shot, oh, I still can test positive for COVID. Oh, that well, that's awesome. So let me get this thing <laughs> that might harm me, that has already harmed others, and it also doesn't help me. So then what the heck am I doing here? <laughs> Other than lining the pockets of uh, of the ultra, the ultra rich, you know, and it, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And people will just accept this. And constantly, like, this is what happens when you have a society that gives consent so easily and so consistently and just just on a whim no 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 questions you know a handful of people might might protest raise their hand or whatever uh, but then you but you have the masses that'll shoot those those people down they'll just they'll stifle them hey yeah you're just a conspiracy theorist you know what are you talking about you know oh Pfizer had like a 2.3 billion dollar um, fraud uh, settlement you know, 12 years ago, and you know, oh, that's just, that's a lie, that's, that's a conspiracy, no, that, that's a thing, that's a thing that happened, <laughs> you could talk about all the, the, the hundreds of millions of dollars in all these settlements, and it's always, it's a lot of times it's the same thing, it's fraud and bribery and that kind of stuff, um, falsification of um, medical trial data, clinical trial data, no, no, that has nothing to do with what's happening now, even though that was just a few years ago, and is the same it's along the same lines like it's very relevant now if people are falsifying clinical data if people are bribing doctors um and uh scientists and and lab techs and that kind of stuff i think that matters right now but no 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 don't don't ask questions or you're labeled as crazy you know just just line up get the jab go about your business you know hey make sure you get your uh your vaccine passport you know Make sure that's all. Get the app on your phone. You know, get your IBM app, which I love the uh, not really love, but 
I find it interesting, the irony in that, where you have IBM pushing these uh, vaccine passport concepts, the same people that did their part to help track Jews that were kept in concentration camps during World War II, during that time. And people don't really want to make that connection or bring that up. And of course, uh, reps at IBM, when questioned about that, about that history, oh, well, we didn't know, or, oh, those machines, you know, they, they weren't leased out, they were sold. And, you know, but if you just do the, just do the research. And I'm going to do another, um, a different podcast just covering that, that point in time, um, dealing with um, uh, World War II, dealing with the Holocaust, dealing with the corporations um, that benefited playing both sides of the fence uh, during that era. I believe that's something else that, you know, we, we fail to touch on when it comes to American history for some strange reason, probably because a lot of those companies are still around, you know, like <coughs> Ford. <coughs> but, uh, but yeah, so when it comes to, you know, FDA, EUA, and FDA approval, um, if you look at their guidelines, um, the, the information is there. And to kind of give you that idea, there's also a great article on uh, ad, uh, adventhealth.com um, that outlines some of the history of the FDA. Um, it gives the uh, the approval process, well, for FDA approval and also uh, FDA EUA. Now, the article is a little slanted, obviously, but it'll still kind of lay the groundwork so at least you understand the process a little bit. Um, there are some other areas, too, if you want to look at um, exactly how um, just vaccines specifically and how they're approved. Um, there's a lot of good information on that as well. Um, but take some time. Um, I highly encourage everyone to just take some time to do your own research. Um, it's getting harder and harder to find certain articles and certain uh, white papers and things like that um, and case studies. But the information is there. You just have to dig a little bit. If you're getting all of your information from CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, um, Facebook, <laughs> you know, Twitter, um, or any of these, these, um, quote unquote medical professionals that only give one side and you don't, you're not hearing anything else from the other side. That's when you know that there's a problem. And that's when you know, you have to start doing your own digging, your own independent research. It doesn't take a whole lot of time. Just devote a few hours a week, do a little bit of reading. There's plenty of audio books, that kind of stuff. And just educate yourself on, um, these issues um, because I'm interesting in the uh, uh, Gulag Archipelago um, going through that going through that book by Solzhenitsyn uh, one of the key issues in there was the fact that you know so many people were being taken advantage of because they didn't understand the rules they didn't take the time to understand law or uh, just any legislation or, or anything that came down in their in their country at that time. And there were some where they, they weren't given the opportunity to do that research. But here, we're very lucky. <clears throat> we all have all of our little smartphones and tablets and, you know, um, iPads and all that kind of stuff. So we literally have, you know, the just a world of knowledge, just <clears throat> history at our fingertips. Um, but we just have to take the time to just, I don't know, maybe, you know, stop watching Netflix or just take a break from playing our video games and do a little research on things that drastically impact your existence <laughs> and the future of your family. So with that said, 
um, please feel free to, you know, provide me with some feedback. Tell me your thoughts. I'm, I'm, I'm curious um, for those who uh, maybe work in uh, that particular background in the medical field, um, dealing with uh, with uh, virology, <laughs> virology, um, and just want to get that professional feedback. And please feel free to uh, shoot me an email or you can catch me on uh, on LinkedIn. And uh, I'm not a hard man to find. So just some of my thoughts, the comparison between FDA UA and FDA approval. So take care. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Snell Nation out. Thank <music> you.